Liff looked out across the greys to the wood beyond, searching. Mist lay heavy in the air, thick as cream where it scudded across the ground, dissolving to a thin, smoky haze higher up. She had sensed something moments before, a quick fluttering across the mind, the reed-thin thread of a pulse. It was a bird, that much she knew. Often she had felt them, birds, but she quickly pulled away. She was forbidden to ken with birds. She was afraid to ken with birds, because of the time when the blackness had come. And yet this one had the feel of a message dove, the way it grew near and purposefully nearer. Perhaps it had come from Keldra. Lif longed to have word from Keldra. The damp air gusted chill upon Lif's neck. She wrapped her cloak more tightly about her and gazed at the stark profiles of the trees. They floated silent above the fog, their black branches lightly misted with green. Farther back, they faded to gray and lighter gray, melting at last to mere ghosts of trees, bleached to the color of fog. There, above them now, the dove. Lif did not touch it with her mind, but waded through the wet, matted grass to the dovecote. She was forbidden to go near the doves. But Grandmere had gone to her garden, and Mama and Miriam were working high in the greys with the lambs. None would know. She would not ken with this dove, but only look, only see if it were banded. Then someone else could fetch it. And now she heard the creaking of wings. She turned to watch. A message dove it was, pumping hard for the coat. And though she had not meant to do it, Lif weakened and called to it in the kenning way. She touched the birdness with her mind, felt it veer toward her. The dove pitched up, alighted on her wrist. She felt its bloodbeat merging with her own, then wrenched her mind away. Lif teased up the feathers of the dove's soft breast. It stretched one gray and white wing, then burbled and pecked at its feet. And there she saw it, a rolled-up strip of vellum tied to the scaly red leg. Now, Lif did not know what to do. If she read the missive and then gave it to Mama and Granmere, they would scold her for meddling with the birds. But she did not want to wait. She wanted to see it now. She could run and tell Granmere, but one never knew with Granmere. She might keep the news to herself. Lif was still hesitating when a new sound came to her through the fog, a beating of many hooves. Not light and crisp like sheep hooves or goat hooves. Not slow and plodding like mule hooves. No, these came heavy and hard and fast. Horse hooves. She peered through the drifting mist, but could see nothing. Liff, to the cottage, now! And Granmere was shouting at her, was running round the corner of the cottage. Lif thrust the dove deep inside the folds of her kirtle, hoping Granmere had not spied it. Not a word did the old woman utter, but only gripped Lif's arm at the elbow and hurried her through the grass and into the cottage. Granmere bent down, swept away a patch of strew reeds, tugged at the root cellar hatch. Get you within, she said when she had pried it up. And shush, I will tell you when it's safe. In the cellar? But why? I, 
within. And Granmere was pushing her down. Liff groped from rung to rung down the ladder, and at last felt the hard-packed floor beneath her. The light above narrowed to a sliver, then vanished. All dark. Granmere's footsteps echoed hollowly overhead. Liff was alone. Her heart beat wildly in her throat. She gulped in a deep breath. The sweet smells of roots mingled with the sharp, musty tang of mildewed reeds. The cool, still air felt clammy on her skin. What was it Granmere had said? I will tell you when it's safe. Safe from what? Liff laid a hand over the dove, where it rested between her kirtle and her shift. Its heartbeat pulsed in her palm.